Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast, your HQ for everything comic book related. 60 minutes, two topics for the people. I am Charlie Rivera, the co-founder of U.S. Comics. And I am John Rivera, the CEO and other co-founder of U.S. Comics. And boy, oh boy, when the news comes in, when it rains, it pours. It pours news, uh, which still <laughs> gets you wet, and you still have to be very careful if you're wearing leather or suede. But it's uh, people are more um, they're more apt to hear about it than when you walk into the There's office buckets. and say, Hey, how about that weather, huh? <laughs> Shut up. Don't ever say that, ever. Instead, go home, run a nice hot bath, and just sink into your nostrils and think about your life. <laughs> no. When you have news, however, news like this, everybody wants to hear about it, which is why I am regaling you with it on this lovely comic book day. And Charlie, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, because as per our uh, gentleman's agreement, we do not come to the table with topics pre-spoken about which, therefore, as it was. Uh, have you As well heard- as also therefore. Exactly and correct. <laughs> Um, so usually, especially in the comic book world, sequels are, they tend to be uh, worrisome as far as I'm concerned. Uh, famously, one of my favorite comic book entities ever, um, what did, <laughs> did have the, uh, the unfortunate sequel be one of the worst comic books I've ever read or had the misfortune of reading (laughs) and naturally i'm referring to kingdom come and the subsequent sequel just came on your face and and you did not like it um so when i heard that this particular sequel was was gonna drop um you know what logic would dictate john be very careful your heart is fragile do not love again for fear of the risk of heartbreak but you know what I am as stupid as I am pretty. So I am <laughs> going to go ahead and do it anyway because uh, Snyder and Capullo's Dark Knight's Metal sequel has indeed uh, been announced. We got a, I mean, you want to say metal. This is an image that would have uh, been right at home on Metalocalypse uh, because it is a lusciously <laughs> long-haired, not a mullet, Billy Ray Cyrus looking long hair that we uh, unfortunately got uh, many decades ago uh, version of Superman. But this is a gnarly looking Superman with flowing locks, um, shirt torn up. You know, he he actually looks like he could also star in a Fast and the Furious sequel. Shout back to a prior episode because he's got the arms cut (laughs) off. Um, He's all bandaged up. The, he the looks like he's the cover of a romantic novel. You know That's what, what it really looks like. He should be on a horse. Honestly, if you, fucking... if you flip the first couple of pages <laughs> and they're talking about like throbbing mounds and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, terminology like that, I would not be the least <laughs> surprised. But um, what struck me was in, the, in this particular image, which is, again, a teaser uh, of a trailer of a, you know, coming soon type of image, He's got some real dark CD type, you know, skin texture going on. Kind of an ashy Larry look, so to speak. He kind of uh, looks like, like he needs Clark hasn't gone through enough. Rubbed up. 
He's like, roll him. Uh, dude, I am so excited to hear that. Now, for you specifically, I'm, I'm going to throw it off to you earlier in my segment than I normally would, like before the 29-minute mark. Um, but, for, but for you, I mean, you must be particularly juiced because the, uh, the Dark Knight's medal, um, the, the original, uh, it really did tie into uh, a lot of the events from uh, the new 52. Like there were very few things, generally speaking, that most comic book aficionados will agree with that new new 52 got right um but i would say that that was kind of um giving batman making making the world's greatest detective actually detect some shit so in in the midst of all this other cape crusading he also <laughs> happened to be discovering these metals and oh shit like like um like a like a new wave of Ultron when you combine these motherfuckers all of a sudden the game has changed and he found like a a soft seedy underbelly uh, of of a, of a multiverse beneath the multiverse that we knew so you must be happy yeah I was I was uh, ecstatic is the word because there's you there's, literally there's had trouble common... with the word happy because like it's it's, it's difficult familiar taste in my mouth it's kind of like what is this egg. what is this tingle it's got a little what bit is this tingle i have in my <laughs> no you son of a bitch i've been like, happy before like christmas this is bullshit i won't hear that i but no but in all sincerity uh, you, there's there's a few big misconceptions a couple weeks ago i went on a diatribe that there's no street level justice anymore that everything has to be this fucking world ending bullshit and and the the then someone i think would point to metal especially where let product placement uh today's episode is brought to you by some drink i can barely see um there the, it started though the way it should. It started some shit in Gotham. He found something. He was inquisitive. I don't hate Batman, despite the fact that, like, many occasions I'll tell Batman to go kick fucking rocks is because they tell the wrong Batman stories. Batman in space is just as fucking corny I as would, it sounds. I would go ahead and tag on to your mini diatribe and say it's not ever really batman it's more so those batman could beat anybody uh in the comic book universe fans again i i i i uh take the same tact with the yankees i don't necessarily hate the yankees i don't hate they got cool the uniforms they win a lot Look, I get it. It's not like they're, they're not like they're the fucking Dallas Cowboys <laughs> who have the audacity to crown themselves as world's, you know, uh, as the, uh, the, the, you know, the, oh, the fucking national team. I forgot to tell I, you that I, I forgot to tell you. U.S. Comics Cast no. is America's podcast. Oh yeah, no, no we right. are. Look, I just when, said it. Ergo. When you Howard have to enjoy this show, does it and says, <laughs> I am the king of all media. Yeah, I'm gonna get right in line and say, This curly headed motherfucker is the king of all media, and I will do it 
with a smile on my face. But he also originally great. said that when taking the a piss, Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys were dead you. serious from day one. The Cowboys said, no, serious. no, they had seriously, we are. Printed up. Go fuck but yourself. But no. Case, so Batman, so Batman when the he's at his... Do it. That's the thing. I hate these monikers that mean fucking nothing. Martian Manhunter can't suddenly be from fucking Saturn. He's the Martian Manhunter. If not, he better be Saturn boy. You you know what I mean? With Batman, what's great is you can escalate it. And what I think is really fun about metal and what they did with it was it was that slow buildup. It was this little thing led to a bigger thing, led to like... Fuck mo like the the, it, the fucking again, like you said the, the readers bizarro world. It requires the readers to actually pay attention. It's not gonna be not everything needs to be fast food. Like you, I I get it. Human nature, we appreciate, uh, nay insist upon immediate gratification. I totally get that. Absolutely, I am right there with you. I, do not make me wait. If there's an outstanding show. I want them to drop the whole season. Better yet, give me 10 seasons, and then I can talk about it tomorrow and not have to think about it again. So something like The Outsider, which has the bollocks to make me wait every week? How dare you? Who the hell do you think? All right, I'll, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, right here. The, uh, um, so I watched that good. first episode it's just vegetable. to go back a couple weeks. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I... A couple weeks ago, we were talking about King Stephen himself and that show. I was so I was so glad I had a few episodes though, because by the end of that first mm-hmm. episode, I was like, "Hey, yeah. baby, you got yeah, any yeah. more outside?" <laughs> I, I I'm I'm now caught up and I'm I'm ruined. I'm like, no, what? Mad? The, yeah, you're what's mad. happening? But and no, you know you're, they you're, know what they're doing because the first week they gave you two episodes. They're real bastards. So they're like, they're we know you're gonna want to binge way. it. Enjoy but this heroin. Like drug dealer, a good drug dealer will give you a taste for free. Get you licking your lips and then be like, oh, it's the mortgage now. You're like, ah, oh, motherfucker. All right. Well, now I needs go. it. I needs <laughs> Let it. Let me get some more uh, of that Stephen King. But ultimately, too, like the thing you've accidentally stumbled upon a little bit is the fact that that's what that. comic books are supposed to be. Graphic novels, even in their even in their most literal form, volumes of a comic, are the beginning, middle, and end of a story arc. Of course. I don't need every issue to be jam-packed with action pack uh, action panel, action panel, action panel, half a fucking story. It's what I come here well, and I bitch about when when uh, that's what it is. At least but- it but but uh, uh, conversely, also, nobody wants to read 22 pages with an occasional ad for, you know, build-it-at-home submarines and, and you know, uh, workout kits so that the bully doesn't kick Sandy in your face at the beach. Uh, nobody wants to read 22 pages of setup or your character, you know, your heroic characters that can punch the moon out of orbit playing you know uh playing a pickup game of basketball that cannot be every page either so both uh, both schools have uh, their issues i will still accept superman versus uh martian manhunter if they have an issue 22 pages 
They play horse. I'm in. I'm buying that issue. Look, but I buy once. You can pull that shit on me just because once. Your favorite part of Top Gun is the volleyball scene. Don't go and try to make everybody take that same tact. Okay. <laughs> one shirts and I versus love that movie. skins versus more skins. One. <laughs> one could argue that the real action happened after that volleyball game. I'm Tops versus bottoms. Right you mean that game? I'm just saying that was. Let's see it. I, don't I, listen. Don't, don't have to sell it to me. Let let me see and let me judge. There has to be an unrated edition because <laughs> I I I don't believe I I know for a fact people are born with a predilection for men, women, or both. Sure. Top Gun turned a couple dudes I know. I would say that just some people are born just, with a predilection for volleyballs. I mean, Wilson is the real star of Castaway. So, anyway, we're getting a little bit off the beaten path. Um, <laughs> but, but, you fucking but, think? Yeah, just just a, maybe just a touch. I'm looking forward to the Wilson graphic, which we know is going to go right <laughs> here. So, in any case... <laughs> Um, I hope you forget to put it there. Oh, if I do, I'm a. Or if it's the wrong, I'll put like Woodrow Wilson <laughs> instead. I'll fuck it up. Anyway, um, so uh, you know, again, the the. Uh, if you're the, not watching this show on YouTube, you are missing yeah, no, some weird editing by my brother. Yeah, you're you're missing out <laughs> completely. Um, but maybe U.S. Comics HQ, all on word. <laughs> um, saving yourself some some dignity. <laughs> I personally like, uh, unlike this tandem here that's going on, um, when you have two creators that do work well together, I sincerely think that it's one of those situations where, um, uh, you know, the, the parts are not equivalent of the whole, so to speak, that they end up creating. You know, that, that the whole is greater than the individual components that that make up that thing personally again i have i have no i i take really no interest uh no uh, issue with either of them uh creatively wise but i think that their best work has been together that's the other thing that really tickles my fancy um is the fact that you get the the combination uh you know the combination of creators that that give you really something special and 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 you and i we do tend to agree more times than not um we we disagree on the general overall um state of the new 52 and kind of what it did and what it tried to do and um but that being said we do i agree just gave it I, this I, was a real good part of it they really which is hard to do yeah, and, you know and, it's like being a good yeah, dish and, and in a also, shitty restaurant there, I don't think something like this could have grown out of any other, any other soil than the New 52. The one thing I think I, I appreciate about the New 52, which I'm not blind to it, I know the New 52 was a failure. I know the sure. New 52 ultimately didn't accomplish any seemingly the of the goals they wanted to. The New 52 got left back in fifth grade. And like that was really <laughs> unfortunate because the next year – New 52 was like fucking five foot two inches tall and dunking on other kids in gym class because it was dumb as dirt. Yeah, it, it's no offense to anyone who was left back in fifth grade. The some offense, fifth grade, come on, 
Just knock it off. I mean, dummy. If that was if yes. that was the case, they're too dumb to really really to know that they've been offended. So let's just yeah. we'll just keep moving. About about we'll three episodes from now, they'll think of this episode and be like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" <laughs> and they're gonna recognize you or me from school when we were like, "You dumb giant, you yeah, dumb yeah, stupid exactly. idiot." But no, in all sincerity, That's why I dunked what, on the you. New- <laughs> The new 52 set out to to take some of these risks. And ultimately, what I think fucked up the new 52, if the new 52 was like a summer event, right? To, to play devil's advocate for a second. If, if the new 52 wasn't supposed to undo everything else, and right. they said, we're doing this event, it's going to last for three months, all the books are going to exist in a new version of the of the DC universe. I think it would have been much better regarded because if it was only if it was only eight issues that I was seeing what a relationship between Superman and Wonder Woman would look like, mm-hmm. I I I, it, I wouldn't have been left with this pining of like, well, but no, Superman belongs with Lois. You could have had a Batman that wasn't tied down by everyone's favorite arcs. The New 52 failed when it didn't fully um, replace everything. They were like, no, the Green Lanterns, there's 50 colors. They had the war because you like that. Right, right, right. They, but, but something like, something like metal, what, what, what spawned metal was this approach of like, well, what if we could do any story we want? And they didn't need to yeah, it's opened up players. It didn't need to say like, what if Batman right. was, uh, what if Batman had dwarfism? And was also a pirate. And then he finds metal. No, it's Batman. We all know Batman. You know, slight spoiler alert for my topic, but you don't have to reinvent a wheel to polish it up. You don't have to suddenly have a character go through life-changing events and then now I have a brand new outlook. You don't need that all the time. Sometimes characters work best as characters. And again, to go all the way back to your initial point, Batman's the world's greatest detective. I want that in my books. I want to see it. And it can get to crazy action. It can get to an amazing blow-off issue where he has to fight the baddies and use a new gadget. As a creator, there is nothing more uh, uh, appetizing than than to have someone say, I want a character to get here and this is where they start you tell me how we're gonna get the indiana jones dotted lines like where where are they gonna go they're gonna make a left at albuquerque to get to from point a to point b it is never a straight line never 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 if indiana jones taught us two things it was that it's never a straight line and x never marks the spot except that one time in the library when it very clearly did. But there was, you know, the hot German chick there, so you really can't blame a brother for that. Um, yeah, no, I... He just, I, he just I, missed out. I can't completely agree with you. Think about yeah, no, it. it it's we're trying true. to be so polite to each other and not talk over each other. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not that <laughs> polite. What, what I was going to say is look at the Marvel Universe versus the DC Universe. DC was so desperate to get to the end of their story. They were so desperate to get to the death of Superman. It came before. Sure. And again, I'm a big defender of Man of Steel. But Man of Steel, if that's a Superboy movie, I needed three Superman movies 
before a death of Superman could resonate with me cinematically. Now look at how well, but, they but rolled that's out not just Thanos. You. That, that's that yeah. was everybody. That was, that was general everybody. consensus. <laughs> it didn't have well, you know, people people argue that that was the exact same issue that the final season season at of Game of Thrones had on HBO. Um, they they needed to get that was the circumstance with like, well, this is where we have to end up, and now unfortunately we have this narrow window of time to get it there. As a creator. Nobody wants that constraint. They're like, all right, uh, get us from the signing of the Declaration of Independence to when the aliens show up and do it in three episodes. What? 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 Good, fuck you. How about that? Yeah, Eat but a you know, bag but, of dicks but, because that's not going to happen. With that being said, with that being said, fucking shame on creators for not standing up for themselves. It's different if it's your first thing. Yeah, but the the I team mean, behind Game of Thrones you had a be, track record. There should have been pushback. There should you, have been. You have to and, be careful. And that's though, what because, happens a lot of times in comics. Well, the, but but the, again, there is a difference, and, and this is kind of a subcategory. But I'll be a little bit of a defender of Game of Thrones situation as occurring in the real world, which is funny when you're talking about magic and dragons and people on fire. But um, you're not talking about illustrations and characters that you have the rights to indefinitely. You're talking about actual human being actors who have other obligations, who have contracts which are sure. limited. So, I mean, there were a lot of factors. I do, I do, however, agree that final season was definitely rushed for where you wanted to go without question. And that's not only because I didn't want to see it end, because I think to a certain degree there was some of that coming. They don't want to see oh, it end. So no matter how it ended or when it ended or what the temperature was like outside or what you were wearing or if you had a couple of drinks, didn't really make a difference. If they were not going to be happy about it, I totally understand that. But all I'm going to say is if your icy heart didn't melt when the dragon nudged her lifeless, tiny little body, then you know what? I, I really got nothing else to say to you. Um, but yes, yes, that, that all being said, um, to, to get back to the ultimate point, uh, or original point, I'm just super duper excited for this sequel. A comic book sequel has has really it's like the Grinch. This is has made me love. Are again. you setting yourself? I'm ready up for to be her. Of course I am. That see that's the it scares me I to am. death. It yeah, scares naturally. me to death. I, you know anything that's good? That's what scars. How do. many? They, they make it tougher. How many for the sequels? Knife to penetrate. <laughs> how many sequels have we gotten to Watchmen before we got the HBO show? How much yeah, pain of course, of did course. I have to endure? To a certain extent, I'm still fucking enduring because now the Flash is Doctor Manhattan. Haven't read it yet. Already pissed about it. I mean, I don't stop it. Yeah, you know that's that's fucking. that's a that's a flag on the play. That's a different topic. And the flag is on. Um, yes, yes. No, no, I, I totally understand. And it does have to be one of those situations where you thought, what, what, what time are we at? Oh, we're, we're, we're very close. You thought you were going to get out of the episode or even segment without an analogy, but you were wrong. Damn it! Um, because this situation, it's, it's as if you're in a neighborhood, you're partying, you're doing the white man overbite. You're enjoying yourself. 
and uh, you decide at about 4, 4.30 in the morning, you can use a little nosh, something to absorb the, the gross amount of liquids and chemicals that have, that have been imbibed over the course of the night, and you need something to sponge up some of the toxins. Uh, and you're in a neighborhood which is notoriously bad for having places to eat open at that particular time of day. Um, but you got to eat. You got to uh, read your comic books, Charlie. You got to watch your TV. You got to go see your movies. So now you're going to go into the restaurant that you know it is open at that particular time of day. But nine times out of ten, the food sucks. You sit down. You open the menu. You're like, this is going to suck. That's going to suck. If it's open at 4.30 in the morning on a Tuesday and you're landlocked and they're offering you lobster bisque, it's probably not going to be very good. That lobster has to go a long-ass way, but every <laughs> once in a while. And it happens. It's like one of those uh, uh, times where Christmas uh, you know, and Hanukkah fall on a weekend. Um, you, you, like it's just a circumstance that just works out well for everybody. Something comes to the table, steaming hot, smells good. You take a tentative taste, and goddamn, if that isn't the best lobster bisque that I've ever had, in, you know, in the state, uh, <laughs> in the state of in the middle, uh, that that I've ever had, it happens. It does happen. All I'm saying is that things are setting up nicely. That this can be one of those rare exceptions. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I hope so. I hope so. Does that kill your time? <laughs> How much time we got left for your seg? We have a solid two minutes left. Regarding the <laughs> the the pain of, look. of reg <laughs> regarding the pain of Batman, the one thing I will say is the good thing about being on top of the world. There's a lot of people who I think are going to will this sequel into success, um, which is something that is a little bit more difficult when it's a, 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 a lot of different characters and serving a lot mm. of different, this, the, from everything I've seen about the sequel, it looks like they're still keeping it singularly focused enough Right. That it's one well, of those I, mean, the, I don't know if I don't know if they can the teaser, handle another it, failure. The teaser did not give you a you know a splash page of fifty two characters. It wasn't like a secret invasion type thing where you're like, oh, now I get to see everybody as a scroll <laughs> that's ever existed in the in the Marvel comics. No, we get singularly we get super, what is presumed to be Superman, you know, wearing a chain belt like he was part of Gem and the Holograms hair all growed out long and you know like i was saying before arm all jacked up and ashy like he just needs to get the bottle of jergens and and go to work so uh no i am i am super duper looking forward to it and if it turns out that this is the superman chapter so to speak of uh of you know this story arc then who's going to be more excited than me i guess the kid right to my left um, it, I it's think true. it's just going to be dynamic, and I'm and and the, the best part about it is that I wasn't expecting it remotely. No, I just wasn't expecting it. And again, I keep my ear to the rail, maybe not as much as some, but certainly more than others. So I'm not I'm not typically surprised in in this way. I knew that a new contract had been signed 
but for one reason or another, I mean, things have been pretty busy, but for one reason or another, <laughs> I did not automatically jump to like, oh, I know what's going to come next uh, from the house. And, and uh, you know, I would have been wrong if I even attempted such a thing. But in any case, with that solid um, ramble, that is indeed my time. <clears throat> Hit the alarm and uh, we, will, we will move on. But just suffice it to say, I am super duper excited and I can't really ask for more than that. Bring the lobster bits to you, table three. But you can shut your mouth because now it's my turn. <laughs> so the bat can sit his ass down because I, there's one Marvel character who, in my opinion, has always been almost kissing cousins with Batman, far more similar to Nightwing. He's my number one Marvel favorite. Uh, obviously, you're my brother. You should know this. Don't fail me. It is Robin. In DC, in Marvel, it would be Hornhead, man. Oh, Daredevil. Daredevil. The man of without fear. He's so, so much like Batman that he's blind. He's <laughs> blind as a fucking bat. Their names, like, oh, there was a cartoon this is, where they like this is flipped not it. What we were doing? <laughs> <laughs> Be like, wait, what is? What do you do? Be like, I jump uh, mysteriously with gadgets, like a daredevil. Yeah, what's your name? Batman. What about you? I use sonar, and I can't see dick. What's your name? Batman. No, it's daredevil. They lost a but fucking bet or something. I hang out with a guy named Dick. So does that count? You know what's really funny to me? Oh, he does. To, to, as a side note of the whole. Um... Are you gonna try to sidebar <laughs> me this quickly? Real quick. Oh, here it is. Flag on the play on me. Um, <laughs> no, the fact that there is a golden age pulp comic book, you know, superhero really for lack of a better term, Daredevil, which by far and away preceded our our dear, you know, uh, sexaholic Matt Murdock. But um, the old red and black will have to wait because that is clearly not what you're talking about today. Did they screw up? Was it like Dare Dash Devil? And Marvel was like, ha-ha, lawyered, no, literally, because Matt Murdock uh, is a lawyer. <laughs> I think it's literally one of those situations where you're like, you, you cannot trademark <laughs> the fucking word daredevil. It's yeah, a be like, it means It's actually similar to how Thor is untrademarkable. The only thing you can really trademark in regards to Thor is any like of his bullshit catchphrasey stuff and yeah. um, his his visual look, you know that stuff can be protected, uh, copyright protected. But well, breaking news: U.S. comics is gonna have a character food. called Buddha, who's friends with a <laughs> Jesus and a Muhammad. If we're feeling brave, First of all, uh, you may never see him. <laughs> we're ethnically um, woke, so he's friends with Jesus. But I, I like I like very true, much the tactic true. you're taking. Please, they are on. all going to be white guys with black hair and blue eyes, though, because it is a well, comic yeah. book. So don't get me started departure, because that is a topic of mine that's waiting to happen. Don't you worry, you're just waiting to be un, about it. like released. That's going to be your John Wick moment. Just going to be lobbing pencils in people's eyes. But no, Hornhead has somehow gone fifty nine episodes of U.S. Comics Cast without getting a proper shout-out to me. Uh, in my opinion, this is continually one of the best characters in comics, period. 
Um, and I found it really interesting. I just went back through. I was having a, a, a lull in my comic reading, as you could tell from a few weeks ago. Oh, you've I was been just, a I'm just unhappy. Salty, salty comic book reader recently, man. Jeez Louise. Well, you know, it's that thing where when we come down to sit down for this or when I'm thinking in the car ride home, what are we mm. going to talk about on U.S. Comics cast? One of the things that pops in my head is like the things that stick out tend to be the things that disappoint me. And no, Daredevil never does. So I let I let a whole year go by without talking about this miracle of a run right now in Daredevil mm. by uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Chip Sadarsky. Uh, um Chip Zdarsky, it's with a Z. Um, oh, my bad. His run has been amazing. Now, this is what I really want to talk to you about, though. It's not about the specific run, but it is amazing. If you're not super, super caught up or not super familiar, we picked up this arc of Daredevil. He got out of a coma uh, because, you know, Daredevil, his luck always sucks. He came out of that coma. And you're a superhero, first... but you're always going to get the shit out of you. So get ready yeah. for that, sir. In, within the first six issues, what we really got to, and I bring this up because he's about to kind of come back in full Daredevil fashion, because this is one of those arcs where he kind of hung up the cowl as much as he could. What I loved about it, though, because Daredevil, every few years, this character's life falls apart, and he has to put himself back together. The Daredevil name gets fucking ruined. He has to put it back together. Honestly. I feel like Daredevil is one of those characters who's he's kind of like a comic book litmus test with the like, hmm, what would happen if we uh, unmask the character and put all his shit out into the world? Let's try it on on Daredevil, see how that shit goes. And then a few months later, do it to Spider-Man or, uh, you know, well, what? he's the Let's perfect girlfriend aides because why not? It's fucking Daredevil. Yeah, let's see what happens. You know what I love about Daredevil, and I don't mean this as as an admonishment of the character. Oh, also that um, <laughs> he's low B grade in the Marvel universe. Yeah, he's so a, many he's that have a, been featured in films. Despite his he's a B lister. Arguably, he's a C plus. Um, what's amazing about that is they're able to tell really compelling and adult stories this story picks up he's abusing painkillers that he's been prescribed he's drinking he's still mm. trying to womanize this is all in the first issue and in that first issue he goes to stop a bank robbery he's all screwed up because of the coma some ah. muscles atrophied he hadn't been kind of kicking ass and taking names he winds up accidentally killing someone and these first few oh, issues fun. have it where he's not sure if he did it or if the kingpin who's currently the mayor uh, which is another awesome this 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 run of Daredevil is a complete response to a few weeks ago when I was saying none of these stories go go kind of smaller and mind you we're including the mayor we're including drug abuse we're including so womanizing cool. we're including hanging up the ship was sitting there the and kind of listening to U.S. <laughs> comic sass he's like oh really Charlie sit down motherfucker <laughs> Lay out your green for your monthly pulls and let's get to work. So I wound up rereading the whole run and what really, really stuck out to me more than anything else is this is a this might be just for anyone who's for some reason not reading this this book. And it's doing fine. It does daredevil numbers. Be careful. Where are you gonna where Why? are you gonna go? 
I'm just saying, be very careful with the superlatives that you're throwing out right and left. This is going to be the dash, dash, dash. It might be the best Daredevil arc wow. I've ever read, top to bottom. That, those top were to bottom. strong words like you've heard about secondhand when you're taking a car trip with your cousin <laughs> down to Florida because your parents don't want to spend the money to fly. You're like, no, getting there will be half the fun. It's not half the fun. Somebody throws a peanut butter in the back seat. Somebody loses your Thor figure, which you had to trade multiple better toys to get. That's a this is a very, very uh, serious statement considering some I of the runs he's had. And also, you know what I think about Daredevil. You know how much that character means to me. That I mean, character, I do. <laughs> that character, ultimately, specifically around the time of Born Again, uh, we're talking about we're talking about some of the high points. I mean, Kevin Smith uh, played a big part in in the Daredevil run <laughs> that is nearest and dearest to everybody's heart but what they're doing in this in this current run they're doing everything that's happened before repeatedly to to poor mm. hornhead but they're doing it with a new twist and a new remix and when i complain about characters that either go you know i hate a retirement angle i hate like no i'm not gonna do it anymore but there are key moments of genius Unless and i don't want to do uh i don't want to do a book report on on these issues because you really yeah. need to, to to just go out nobody wants you to do a he's book about report to be, he's, <laughs> he's about to be back in the in the full costume which now features pants which is awesome by the way uh, something i've been arguing forever a well, guy he, who does kung fu having tights he, uh, on a little he, weird he he rocked the suit for far longer than i really think would have been appropriate so well, yeah, I mean, look, but when, even, you, when there's even some stuff like going that. on outside your window in Hell's Kitchen and you got to get into the fray, you just reach into your closet, you grab what's there. And when you're fucking blind, look, you're going to wear what you got handy. I mean, I, I'm going to give him a the one thing I will always give him a pass on is what he's wearing. <laughs> the wardrobe. He could wear the yellow. The, he could wear the yellow jumpsuit all he wants. I'm like. Fucking guy is blind, man. What is no wrong one with you? told him? Heartless no one let bitch. him know. <laughs> but <coughs> excuse me. But what's really, really amazing about this run, it's also had some of the absolute best interactions with characters that he's interacted with before. At one point, he's in the full fray. He's now having this crisis of identity because they dove into another element of his backstory, explaining mm. how he can kind of be a vigilante but still believe in law and order and still have faith, but kind of sin kind of often. Sure. This duality, they play up really well, and they have this amazing moment where he's getting his ass kicked by the cops. Again, I won't give full spoilers, but there's he, he's, he gets shot. He's all torn up. Uh, there's a new cop character who's one of my favorite additions uh, to mm -hmm. the, the NYPD in the Marvel Universe ever um but the defenders show up iron fist luke cage and jessica jones they show up they save him now he's pouring his heart out as matt murdoch is one to do and he's saying like i can't believe i have this 
you know, there was a time where I was a, a murderer and I knew that that was wrong. And I've, I have this code and I can't believe I've, you're, I've killed you're someone. And clear, they're like, this is clearly not an exact quote because those panels, that would have been 30 <laughs> panels of dialogue. So I think we know who's going to be writing the dialogue for U.S. comics, but please it's, go on. It's just <laughs> how dare you. Um, but what's amazing is the defenders are like, hey, man, that that's the cost. It's this very non-comic book moment where they're Hold like, on. yeah, bro, sometimes people are going to die when you're Time out. caving in skulls. So these super-powered motherfuckers that show up just because they're wearing T-shirts and jeans doesn't mean that they're not superheroes. So you're telling me that the, the bollocks of an Iron Fist, the, the balls of a Jessica Jones, and God knows she has maybe the biggest set of balls in all biggest of clackers defenders. in the mcu baby oh for meaty low-hanging clackers on that broad um so all these a-list power uh power schemes they're telling poor little sonar red suited hornhead that's just that's just how shit goes that's like um that's the equivalency here's your analogy for for the for the, Damn uh, for it, the where's section. my flag? <laughs> I need to buy a flag to throw out. You need to get one, brother. Um, no, but that's like someone who's born into money telling some poor bastard who has a lemonade stand on the corner, you're going to have to work really hard if you're going to make it in life. Eat a bag of giant dicks, you son of a bitch. Iron well, Fist, what's, Jessica what's Jones, amazing. get the fuck out of here and keep your opinions. What's really amazing to me, though, is is that's kind of how it's played. It's not this moment where Matt's like, yep, sometimes accidents happen. He, it's the opposite. He's like, the fuck do you assholes know? What's amazing you, is then a Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> yeah, it fucking really plays like that. What's amazing is then, again, when you think Daredevil, who are people you think him, of him interacting with? Who's another character in Marvel that pops in your head? Someone says Daredevil, you say, oh, he's teamed up or he's fought who? Oh, oh, oh. you mean in terms, of, in terms of being up against? I mean, obviously his villain structure. Or, or with. Well, I mean, I always think of Daredevil and Foggy as kind of like a salt and pepper combination. But, um, Absolutely. I mean, I have very fond memories of seeing um, Daredevil, Daredevil traditionally sharing many of the Spider-Man villains. So, again, he does have, uh, he does have a bullseye, for the most part, to himself, but they share Kingpin. Um, I've seen him, uh, I've, I've, I've leafed through the comics where he's fought Vulture, where fucking... Yeah. Know, um the worst villain of all time wearing a frog suit uh you know i have seen actual that i am actual frog <laughs> froggy um frog boy comic book days just uh just god awful um what's amazing but, but, uh, though let me stop you right there let me cut you off because you mentioned two right. people that show up in huge ways during mm -hmm. this entire run kingpin who's now mayor is right, right. going through a very similar arc as daredevil a crisis of faith almost because in this arc kingpin decides as mayor he's done the super criminal he's done the the kind mm. of kingpin of new york thing now he wants sure. to know if he can be fucking mayor and not a not a, a mayor that follows the rules but he doesn't want his corruption to go beyond a normal political Corruption. So he almost really, wants to test himself. He's looking for like a, a reinvention of the Tammany Hall 
type uh you know era of new york where he's just like the power exactly, that if, yeah. if, if new york was its own kind i mean i was just about to say island <laughs> it is an island um but if but if new york was in a bubble so to speak if it's its own entity um its own, its own state let's say um that you know he would be the the governor so to speak but um look i mean you you raise a lot of points and and i'm gonna stop you I'm going to do you a favor because I know that you don't want it to get into a, a book report of the arc. I mean, you've established that the arc is fucking just aces. It's um, perfect almost. But but I'm saying it sounds to me kind of like as a combination of a, a renaissance of the character, you know, kind of like a grassroots, bring the character back to basics after some you know, after the, the daredevil in space and daredevil in a suit and fucking daredevil, you know. <laughs> daredevil uh, in now. space. Ace, 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 ace. But, um, you know, and but also uh, to be totally frank with you, and, and it, this goes back to what we were talking about with sometimes it's not the comic that is the uh, the introduction to the general public of a comic book character. And then they end up going, they end up finding the comic after the fact. So I think personally, what they would have been looking to do, Chip himself, um, it does sound like it's a comic that's kind of pandering to the Netflix Daredevil series fans who, for one reason or another, said, you know what? That series was dope. Uh, unfortunately, it's very much still kind of up in the air as far as what's going to happen with the particular iteration that we've come to love. And, you know, l- you know, let's let me go ahead and read his comics. And, you know, this almost sounds like a comic book adaptation of the freaking series. It's like very dark and very, you know, but my question to you w- would be this, because, you know, we're, we're right at about that halfway mark. Um, obviously, this is going to be you would rank it um as one of your favorites but like for me if you were to say okay daredevil forget about you know the characters that you're that you're connecting to what are your favorite daredevil arcs because to me it really has always been about first there's the creator someone comes along and they create a character they they get to run roughshod over anybody else they created the character. This is what the character is intended to do. These are the stories I want to tell. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you don't get, um, you know, Stan Lee. Stan Lee's uh, story uh, is not the one that typically is what you see nowadays. If you invent the character, it, that character is yours for the stories that you want to tell. But as an eventuality, it will change hands. That's just the way that it that it goes, unless you happen to be involved with the U.S. Comics, U.S. Comics HQ for all of your creative comic needs. Um, but eventually, <laughs> there will be somebody else who who again dumps over the toy box and gets to play their game with your fucking toys. So along along the way, Daredevil has had some creative ass fucking people picking up the pen. And telling amazing Daredevil stories. For me, my number one is Guardian Devil. I think that is the best, most interesting story, uh, the story that uh, Daredevil story, I should say, that I have ever had the pleasure. And again, it comes from Kevin Smith. Um, this is one of those situations, though, where I was reading, you know, I, I was 
the book was brought to my attention. And only after the fact, I was like, oh, who wrote this? Because this was, what? That's amazing. There's another Kevin Smith. Other? Oh, that's the same one? Boom. Uh, so, I mean, just fucking outstanding. And I don't know if it, if it was the, uh, the religious aspect because the character of Daredevil and, and, you know, and us, we, we had similar backgrounds religiously or whatever. But for the fact that I had never seen so directly, with the exception of maybe Battle Pope, religion factoring so directly <laughs> into a story arc. So, yeah, but, but that, that would be for me. So, so for you, what, what run, what, what, what Daredevil arc, what's your absolute number one favorite? If you, if Desert Island, you can only take one Daredevil run with you, what are you bringing? I mean, the, the, obviously, I, I feel like if I don't mention Born Again, I'm I'm considered not a Daredevil fan. Uh, well, Mark Miller, but, but no, John Romano Jr. This is a judgment-free zone, so I of mean, course. don't mention Born Again unless it's it's your actual you know choice. Because here's the I thing: no returns, no exchanges, no substitutions, my friend. We're just that kind of place. Depending on how this run ends, it might be this run. However, All right, I don't know now, the ending yet. So I'm gonna dis- a, I'm gonna put it on a shelf. A um, yeah. you're allowed to I, exchange I ha- only yeah. if you exchange it for <laughs> this run. That's the rule. Perfect. I have to go last hand. Um, the 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 single most important visual in Daredevil's history, something mm-hmm. that makes up that character even when she's alive, is Bullseye with the sigh through sure. Electra. It Just, completely uh, changed the Electra the shish kebab. And, and you know what screwed up is, again, you talk about a character who, for me in a lot of ways, when he's done well, he's done so well, there's no, there's no bullshit trope he can't justify. Because mm. Electra's come back, and you know I hate that. Don't kill a character unless she's going to stay dead. But they've managed to turn last hand. This moment has led to to obvious runners up like Roulette when Daredevil's just straight up torturing Bullseye because of what he did. It informs yeah. this current arc. It informs Born Again. There's there's something about last hand that that culmination, that moment, it's something that its finale is almost the most important thing. But the thing I love about Daredevil is kind of the thing I love about The Crow. It's this story about a guy who, like, is fundamentally missing something. So I love the notion that Electro Mm -hmm. was that something, and he's content. And like any good hero, the minute he's not not fueled, the world, unfortunately, finds a way of of doing it. I think it was his biggest defeat and greatest defeat. So far, well, well, I think what makes uh, characters both good, bad, or indifferent the most interesting is when they do have kind of that that question mark. He, it's like the BoJack Horseman factor for certain characters. Um, and matter of fact, Superman gets probably the most shit for for precisely that reason. You like the what's the what's the damage? Where's the you know, where's the therapist uh, uh, money going to be made with a character like Superman that very much only kind of looks at the world through glasses that are, you know, uh, black and white 
Um, and there, there are no shades of gray. And the fact of the matter is that um, if Superman would have gone left at the fork in the road and you would have gone right, it's kind of because you're a douchebag. If you didn't choose what Superman would have chosen... It speaks to who you are. You're a douche. So, so I, I agree with what you're saying. And, and Daredevil epitomizes the, the gray uh, area of herodom because he's a hero. He's not an anti-hero. He's, he's not, not an, Yeah, I, you know what I'm I, I hate he's when people hero. put him in that lineup. Yeah, that's that's I, not. I true. understand Marvel Knights. Marvel Knights was beloved by all, and Daredevil sure. will fuck you up. He will right, unapologetically right, right. fuck your day up. Your Achilles you know? might get torn. You might get yeah. your jaw shattered. You're gonna be eating. You soup. are not he's going never to be killing as you, good though. of a bowler as you are after. You throw <laughs> down with Daredevil. That's for you know, a and, fact. and that's I I think that's another element that that doesn't get played up. And you know, again, we were we were talking about the good and bad of of Batman, a scene change ago. Hell yeah, Superman. Um, it's not as good as my mug. Available soon at US Comics <laughs> HQ. Yeah, mine's in the dishwasher. 20, so twenty four ninety nine, probably. <laughs> Maybe it's more. Jesus Christ. Just for the record, that's that means ninety percent of profits are going to Charlie because that is a massive markup. Um, but but no, no thirty six ninety seven. <laughs> um, I I agree with what you're saying completely, and and it is it those type of stories do etch kind of an, on a permanent basis, like they laser etch uh, the VIN number onto the body of a character so that no one can come along and say, well, you know what Daredevil is? He's a fucking sadistic killer. No, he's not. No, that protects uh, yeah. characters from later writers that might pick up the, the pen. But for me, you know what? I mean, that story, uh, that story arc definitively did one thing for me. And granted, I'm, I do not worship at the altar of Daredevil anywhere near as much as you do i really like the character and, and i mean, really do <laughs> and for for me um one of the best things that daredevil ever did was introduce the the motion through multiple panels where you're just seeing the translucent version translucent version of the character so kind of like flipping and jumping it's off so the fire cool. escape and then off of this wall and back to the front and then you see like the beginning the little begin. This will be an animation. The beginning version and where he ends up, and then everything in between. That is something I love, and that. And he Spider-Man was first. Clearly, he preceded Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Clearly benefited from Daredevil perfecting those panels. But um, no, for me, that particular story arc did one thing besides uh, taking out a sweet Greek uh, piece of eye candy uh, for at least a little while. But it established uh, it established Bullseye as daredevil's number one fucking villain now if if you're gonna say if you're gonna play that game and say okay uh superhero to villain batman joker daredevil bullseye like he is uh on the chessboard version he is directly across from daredevil wherever wherever daredevil is set up if he's a bishop if he's a fucking knight whatever the case bullseye is the guy directly across that's that's for me as kind of like a a slightly outside perspective. And me personally, don't get me wrong, I understand the appeal of characters who kill to 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 back up a little bit. I get that appeal. I get why they're fun to to 
to right. I don't think nearly enough are we seeing these characters who are out to fucking maim. And it's something I love about the weapon choice, his fighting style. He's going to kick your knees in backwards. Again, unapologetically. It's that line that no one brings up when they talk about, like, must a hero kill? Well, if anyone's a bad enough day, everyone's a a fucking douchebag. No, not true. Matt Murdock is the guiltiest Catholic of all time. I have had some bad days, and I have killed exactly zero fucking people. So... I'm going to go ahead and put a hole in that theory right away. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And one could argue if one wants to put on their sadistic, sadistic zip up and be like, and really fucking drop the hammer. Um, one could argue that killing a, uh, uh, killing a person, putting them out of their misery, so to speak, or protecting, uh, protecting the, the, the general public, so to speak from them, like the, the conversation that's often had, why doesn't Batman just fucking kill Joker at some point that you're enabling this behavior and these end results? Like you could have killed Joker a million times before. And then guess what? He just fucking killed, you know, Jason Todd or he did this or he did that. And there is logic to that type of, um, to that type of mentality. But I would argue that if you are really a sick son of a bitch, you're coming from the place of killing is too good for you. Like if I'm going to be that character that is hell bent about dishing out justice and vengeance and, you know, and having a, a villain, a villainous character pay for what they've done. I'm not going to kill them because that's over too quick. There's no lessons learned and who the fuck is really benefiting uh you know victims aren't benefiting that way the uh the the you know the the social environment that you happen to be in is not any better you know any better or or worse quite frankly for this character being off the face of the earth i'm gonna give this motherfucker something to think about and boom what you're tasting right now, those are your testicles. How, how are you enjoying that? Pretty good? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. What's, just real quick, if, if those of you who, who have a strong opinion about this, obviously, can, you know, tell us what you think. Please do, yes. Out. But in this, in this current Daredevil run, at one point Punisher shows up, and Matt and him have this philosophical debate. My favorite, though, the one thing I will spoil out of it is Daredevil does drop an amazing line. He says, Frank, you're lucky I don't kill. Because if I killed every fucking maniac I met, I'd kill your ass, and I'd be way better uh, at it than you than you are. That's hard. I, I, I see shit the way you can only imagine. I'd fucking get them all. So you're a chump on top Literally. of everything else. I, <laughs> exactly. I want to change. If Daredevil uh, a- actually said, <laughs> I see things differently than you, I will pay double for that fucking comic because that is done. That is literary <laughs> gold. I hate you. Uh, don't let any <laughs> misconception happen. Let me ask you this, though. What I also find really amazing about this run and amazing about the character Do in general. Because you're something... running, you're running uh, time is running against you. Make How much time do I got? How much time do I got? Just enough to ask What's my clock question? at. So we'll Daredevil is the last... He's the last of the full-on womanizing characters. He's called out mm. on it in this in this run. Uh, he's flat out. They say like you 
promise the world and then you fucking bounce and you pretend it's you protecting me. A girl kind of runs him down. The girl may or may not be married to a mob boss. I'll let you read to find that shit out. But Daredevil's one of those characters. I think it's such an interesting point that he does kind of fuck with women's emotions. He's not inherently bad. He's not trying to be bad. He's certainly not a fucking good I mean, guy when it comes to romance. In 2020, what more of a topical... Spider-Man never has to worry about yeah, this no, shit. Spider-Man... But with the Daredevil comics, you have to write it is uh, intelligently. permanently in the friend zone for anyone... Even with uh, his wife. Walking around I, I do not think yeah, Mary Jane and him is like, oh, tiger... Tiger sarcastic. No, no, you, you do raise you do raise a, a good point, and you know what? It speaks to uh, anyone who's truly like an ally, who's truly, um, you know, who's truly kind of aware, and uh, you know, on the male from the male perspective, just actually looking to be better. Because if you're coming from a place where you're like, nope, I'm woke, I know what's right and what's wrong, and I can point, you're you're an asshole. Because on a long enough timeline. There's going to be somebody can say, yeah, but do you remember this? And I, I think obviously, yeah, I think that Matt Murdock would have plenty of that. Um, I don't think that it was ever intentional. He's not a sadistic type of personality, but he's got a, a rap sheet as long as his, you know, as long as his leg, as far as wrongs that he may have inadvertently done. So you're right. But that is indeed our time. So I will take us out. Like a champion, I'll remind everyone to rate, comment, and subscribe everywhere that you possibly can. You can find us on our social media outlets at US Comics HQ. Please do look for the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and everywhere where high-quality podcasting content can be found. Um, look for this uh, very episode in two distinct and perhaps differently lighted segments on YouTube, the YouTube channel is really finally starting to take, uh, to take, um, to take, period. Um, please forgive any audio or visual snafus that may occur as we're perfecting our craft as it is still somewhat of a, uh, a work in progress. We will see Charlie again very here. He'll, he'll, he'll probably be sporting much more of a tan and be full of uh, pork and, um, all kinds of alcoholic beverages. But for Charlie Rivera, I am John Rivera, thanking you for joining us today. And I am going ahead and ask Bad Mary themselves to take us out.